You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now instead of staying stuck in wishing and hoping and dreaming it was different? That is the question. And if you haven't taken our free course yet, Unburdened, Finding Balance, Living Alongside Autism, make sure you click the link in the show notes. It's www.notyouraverageautismmom.com forward slash free course and get registered. My name is Shannon Urquiola and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. And in this free course, I teach you things that I learned along the way that changed my life. And I live this autism parenting journey day in and day out, just like you. All right, stay with me and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 132, the dreaded P word. Well, hello there, my friends. Welcome back to another podcast, spending a little time with me. I hope that you guys are good. I'm sure that um, the title of this episode brought you here. And I really just wonder how many of you knew what the dreaded P word was. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that. So yes, we are talking about puberty and we're talking about it because uh, we've had a lot of talk about this inside our uh, private membership lately. And we actually, we do a book exchange and we actually are sharing a book within the membership uh, about these kind of things. So I decided, well, what better thing to talk about than that P word? So Puberty is a natural process of growth and development that every individual goes through as they transition from childhood to adolescence and then into adulthood. It's a complex process that involves physical, emotional, social changes that varies depending on the individual. And if you can possibly imagine bigger emotions bigger feelings, get ready because they are coming during that time, mama. Trust me, they are coming. And I know this is a topic that many parents avoid like the plague. But listen, it is important. And especially for our children who are easily influenced and being honest, they can be very vulnerable. So you as an adult and their parent or caregiver have to step into that adult role and be willing to do this. Because if you don't, you are really setting them up for what could be a very bad scenario. And I know that none of you want to do that. The truth is, many of us can't imagine our child going through puberty since you know, maybe their chronological age isn't aligned with their cognitive age or ability, right? But here's the thing. All children go through puberty regardless of their abilities or IQ. The brain doesn't tell the body to stop growing if their developmental age is younger than that 
chronological age. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, the brain doesn't tell the body to, hey, listen, or, or stop. We're not going to go through puberty. That doesn't happen. Puberty is a milestone in development, and studies show that girls normally begin this process around 12 years old. Boys, 13 or 14. They're a little behind us. And just because our kids are on the spectrum, that doesn't vary very much. Now, our kids likely will experience puberty differently compared to their neurotypical peers. And that is because of the differences in their sensory processing, their social communication, and their executive functioning skills. Because during puberty, the body undergoes significant changes, which are caused by hormones that are being released by the pituitary gland. And these hormonal changes can cause a range of physical changes. You know, in girls, they get breast development, right? which the physical changes can start anywhere between age 7 to 14, they say. And a girl's period will usually follow within a year or two. And yes, regardless of their developmental level, your daughter will get her period. Unless, of course, you know, there's some other medical reason involved. But for all intensive purposes, she will get her period. Now, for boys, those physical changes can begin, you know, around 12, 13 years old, right? Testicular growth, body hair begins to grow in new places. Their voice may begin to sound different. Boys also begin to ejaculate semen during this time. And many times this will happen overnight initially, which is why you often hear it referred to as wet dreams. So are you seeing why it's important that our kids know these things before they happen? We don't want them to think that they wet the bed because if they think they wet the bed, what's going to happen? They might not tell you. When they wake up and their penis is bigger and harder, you don't want them to panic. And again, we don't want them to think that anything has gone wrong. For both boys and girls, they need to, right now, they need to learn the importance of daily hygiene every day. Showering, washing their hair, their underarms, their genital areas. And I will tell you, for us, hygiene was always a non-negotiable. We shower every day and that is just the way it is. If you start this early, I promise you, you will probably save yourself a lot of grief and frustration down the road. Now, please know when I say non-negotiable, which if you don't know, it is truly one of my favorite words or phrases, but that by no means means that Jordan was always clean and he did a great job. Absolutely not. There have been hundreds of times along this journey where I have showered him I have brushed his teeth because being clean and not smelling is just something that for me, for our family is a priority. So if he wasn't doing it right, I was going to do it for him. And trust me, he does not like that. He did not want me doing it for him. So fortunately, it was usually short lived and he would get right back to washing. <laughs> 
But then a few months would go by and we'd be right back there again. And I'd be making sure that he was clean again. So just be diligent, be persistent and make it a non-negotiable. Emotional and social changes like mood swings and increased self-awareness, irritability, anxiety, and noticing changes in how their peers are acting are all very common during this time. So you really want to prepare them for puberty by starting to talk to them about the changes that they may experience before they actually start happening. Now, for most kids, but our kids especially, if they don't know in advance, they might get scared. They might think that something is wrong with them and they could withdraw and be too scared to tell you what is happening. You can do it in a gradual manner based on your child's level of understanding and how comfortable both them and you are with the topic. But when you do this, it really can help reduce anxiety and make it easier for them without so much confusion. Now, when it comes to talking about sex and sexuality to your children, you have to know what your values are. And I say that because I can't even tell you how many moms I've talked to who don't have an answer to that question. You need to know what you believe and why so that you can be the educator of sex for your children. You know how your child learns best and learning about and understanding sex, puberty, it's no different. You have to decide what and how much to share, knowing when it might be too much and it might be overwhelming. And I'm talking about for them, not for you. So let's talk about the differences our kids may experience versus their neurotypical peers, both at the onset and throughout puberty. So the first thing is sensory processing, right? Our kids may experience hypersensitivity or hyposensitivity to sensory input. So They may be more sensitive to touch or sound. They may seek out certain sensory inputs, such as repetitive movements, right? Flapping or um, sounds that they make. And during puberty, changes in hormones can increase all of these sensory issues, leading to them maybe being, you know, having an increased sensitivity or seeking additional sensory input. You can help by providing sensory accommodations, those things that you normally do, right? Noise canceling headphones, a quiet space when they're feeling overwhelmed. They can also work, you know, you can work with them to identify strategies to regulate that sensory input, you know, like deep breathing, listening to calming music, using fidget toys, Whatever they do, you want to make sure that you have all of that in place because all of these sensory issues are generally heightened during this time. You know, most of our children have difficulty with social communication, which can make puberty even more challenging. They struggle to understand social norms or, you know, pick up nonverbal cues, which often leads to misunderstandings and 
social isolation. And during puberty, social communication becomes more complex. They may struggle to navigate these new social situations or understanding the more complex boyfriend-girlfriend relationships. I mean, really, aren't, you know, friendships hard enough for them? (laughs) You can help by giving them explicit instructions. And you have to support them to help them navigate these new topics. I also highly recommend that you do not use replacement words for those words that many of you don't like to say, like penis, vagina, sex, ejaculation. And the reason I say that is because our kids are often very literal. And if they find themselves smack in the center of a teen talkathon about sex or sexual parts, and they haven't learned the, quote, real words or real terms, this will cause even more confusion for them. And unfortunately, that can lead to bullying. And we know that kids can be mean, not always intentionally, but all kids during this time, they're all just trying to fit in and be cool. That is why teaching our child how to initiate conversations, read social cues, interpret body language, that's all so critically important to their success in the social arena. The next thing is executive functioning. Our kids' challenges with executive functioning negatively impact their ability to plan and organize their lives. And during puberty, there are so many new responsibilities that come with growing up right? Managing their personal hygiene. They're developing even more independence, maybe making some more decisions. For some individuals, that's, you know, even making decisions about their future. So you can help them by breaking those tasks up into smaller, more manageable things, giving them, again, explicit instruction and modeling and using visual supports to help them organize their thoughts and plan their day. The last thing is they also are, you know, autistic individuals are more vulnerable to mental health challenges during puberty. Studies have shown that autistic children are at higher risk for anxiety, depression, and other mental health conditions, which are all increased during puberty. So I want to give you some things that you can do to support them through this process. Number one, communication is key. It's really important that you don't overreact, you don't underreact. It's not a big deal. It's a normal part of growing up, and we want to make this as normal as possible. You want to encourage open and honest communication about what they're going to experience, what they're experiencing, and listen to their concerns without any judgment. You want to be available and encourage them to ask questions. And when they do, you have to be willing to answer their questions and give them real, sometimes uncomfortable information. Because wouldn't you rather them hear it from you instead of a peer at school? Tell them the truth. Of course, like I said, Always base it on their level of functioning and understanding. That's important. There are no 
you know, when he's seven or when she's 12, there's none of that in our world. The next thing you want to do is you want to be supportive. Let your child know that you are there. You will be there to answer questions. And what they're going through is just a normal part of life and growing up. And assure them that no matter what they're feeling, it is okay. And that you're going to be there to support them and help them navigate through these new feelings. Keeping routines and structure can always help them feel more secure and stable. So don't try not to change a lot of things when they're going through this because you don't want to, you want to stick to a regular schedule and sleep schedule and normal activities because if you go throwing, you know, monkey wrenches in, you're going to deal with the repercussions of that. And I don't want that to happen for you. Help them develop their self-care skills, right? Teach them the importance of good hygiene washing, wearing deodorant, wearing cologne or perfume, brushing their teeth. You want to encourage them to practice that self-care and be um, proud of their physical and emotional health and well-being, right? And lastly, you know, if your child is experiencing significant emotional or behavioral challenges during this, look at, you know, talking to a mental health professional who specializes in this area to work with them because puberty can be a challenging time for every child, but with the right preparation and support, you can help them navigate it successfully. But it's important for you as parents and caregivers to be aware of the differences for our kids. And you have to be prepared to provide that extra support. You have to be patient and understanding based on what they need. And you know, no one knows your child better than you do. I think a lot of times this is more of what you probably already do, right? Like the sensory accommodations, um, weighted blanket, headphones, visual support. All of that is just you know, supporting and developing their executive functioning skills and supporting their sensory needs. So again, much of what you already do, but remember, many of their challenges can be heightened during puberty. And if your kiddo is anything like mine and anxiety is a concern, I can tell you whatever you can do to lessen their anxiety is always helpful. And during puberty, this is times a thousand, at least. Just letting you know. Also, you might want to talk to your healthcare provider or therapist who specializes in working with autistic individuals because they work with so many different individuals on the spectrum that they can often be so helpful in helping you navigate your specific individual challenges since, you know, they have a variety of experiences. There are also a variety of books available to help. So do your research. And for all of our members, you know, there are a ton of resources available inside the portal for you to access when the time is right. I really hope that above all, you leave here knowing that when you are communicating openly and you're providing support and you're encouraging self-care and hygiene, you will help them feel more comfortable and confident during this normal 
and important time of their development. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you today, all about that dreaded P word. So I hope that you're taking something away from this that, um, as always, maybe you hadn't considered or thought about. And until next week, remember, above all, you, mama, are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to ask you to take a minute and write a review. That's how we reach more moms just like us. And that is how you can pay it forward to help another mom who might be struggling right now. I also want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom membership. That's where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children, who all show up to show the world they are not your average autism mom. It's my favorite place to be. So head on over to the website, www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to find out all the details. And listen, if we're not open for new members right now, make sure you join the wait list so you're the first to know when we open. We hope you do. We would love to work with you inside.